Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today's guest is Chris Hall. We have an awesome conversation. He's a photographer and he ventures into abandoned spaces and he takes these incredible shots. It's so cool. And so in this episode, we talk Baltimore, which is uh, the area where he lives and what it's like, but also how he got into photography and his creative process. I was so curious about that. Why abandoned buildings? And like, what are his favorite kind of abandoned spaces? And what, what sticks out most? I was just so curious about this. Besides being really talented, he's also an awesome person. I had a lot of fun. Please check out his photos on Instagram. They are so neat. You can follow him at Hall Chris. Get ready to explore. Let's begin. Welcome to Rich Conversations. Uh, we have another great episode here. We are talking to Chris Hall, who's all the way in Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself yeah. real quick? Uh, my name is Chris Hall. Um, I'm a photographer from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I'm currently going to school for photography. Um, I've lived in Baltimore for off and on my first two years, but three years fully, if you count my time in dorms. Um, it's a they say it's the greatest city in America, the park benches, and uh, it's a interesting place to live. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, Chris has some great photos. You guys got to check out his photos. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later, but what it, what's the general vibe of Baltimore? Um, I would say Baltimore has a lot of different vibes. Um, it just depends on what area you're in. Um, there's the vibe that is often portrayed on the news as a, this crime-ridden Gotham-like city um, versus real Baltimore, which is filled with lots of culture, interesting people, arts, uh, food, or a food city. Um, it's got all different quirks and places. Um, I kind of see it as like this untapped city. Um, well, you can go to New York City, DC, Philadelphia, all cities close to around my area. Not many seem to go to Baltimore. And if they do, it's to just go to the aquarium, but to genuinely experience um, Baltimore, uh, there's so much to it. It's very complex. How, but, uh, how far is uh, Baltimore to DC? Um, I think, well, you can get to the exterior of DC area, probably 30, 40 minutes or so. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's really close. Yeah. Um, what are the people like in Baltimore? Um, <laughs> I would say uh, it also depends on the area we live in. Um, Baltimore, while it is a city with um, a really complex history, uh, just depends on the area and there's some great people there's maybe some questionable people <laughs> okay break down break down like the areas or the neighborhoods so um where i currently live in uh bolton hill it's uh more of this artsy um neighborhood that was revitalized um to be a community of artists and um 
from there you can move over to um city little towns like hamden which are um these exterior uh towns around baltimore but you can move deeper down to areas by the water you have fells point and canton um there's the inner harbor um those are kind of the areas that I would say a lot of people visit when they come to Baltimore. Um, I like to uh, photograph uh, abandoned places. And through that, I have explored a lot of the other areas of Baltimore that not many people visit, um, but are home to some great people and great things to do. Um, one of my favorite areas to hang out and photograph by the water is Dundalk. Um, it's this very industry driven um, sector of Baltimore and um, it's where the ports are. Um, Baltimore is a big port city um, and that's one of my favorite little areas. But there's so many different towns that little communities that make up Baltimore. It's hard to list all of them. Um, we're surround we're a bay city so there's we're surrounded by or the water the city surrounds the water <laughs> yeah is the way to put it i guess <laughs> so so okay i have to ask this you've mm -hmm. you've seen the wire i have um i've seen a few episodes of it it's okay. been a while since i've watched the entirety of it but i have seen the wire <laughs> okay um, a lot of the areas they filmed in are within like a five ten minute drive um from where i live okay wow um, that's probably the like most I know about like Baltimore, mm -hmm. like the impression of it, and you know also like sports teams like the Ravens. I would say, yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. It's like it feels it it feels like it's uh, not taken as seriously as like DC. I mean, DC is the capital, but it's like in that what like mid Atlantic area you know like I, arlington and, and all those cities yeah um i mean baltimore used to be a pretty major city uh it's had its population declining over the years um people moving out to other places and things and i think in its heyday it definitely had its probably bigger reputation as a city and then since so fewer population currently resides yeah. here it's changed a lot, but, yeah. but you, you, you enjoy it though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it definitely has its, uh, quirks and things. Um, but living in Baltimore has been an experience to say the last, uh, I've learned a lot about different people and things like that. And there's a lot of history to this, uh, city, um, Edgar Allan Poe and people like that. There's a graveyard where uh, the creator of the Ouija board is buried. Oh, um, really? And he, he has a headstone with the uh, Ouija board on it. Um, John Wilkes Booth is also buried here. Um, okay. Is this a lot of little things like that that you might not know about, but um, when you dive deeper into Baltimore, it's, it's city and history. They, I found a lot of interesting things, I'd say. Uh, do you know much about Edgar Allan Poe? Um, I mean, I've read some of his poems throughout school. I'm not a super big, like, 
Edgar Allan Poe buff, I would say. Yeah. Compared to some people I know. I'm looking at Baltimore right now. I, I'm curious about the uh, establishment date. Let's see. Two, 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 two. Uh, should be, I think it's 1729. Yeah, this Baltimore. should be a lot. 1729. That's a, that's a long time. Um, two, 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 two. Yeah, 1729. Wow. Yeah, so there's so much history there. Are there a lot of like cobblestone streets and things like that? Yeah. Um, one thing that they did do is they have paved over a lot of them, but there are a good many down in um, the Fells Point area. Once you go down by the water in the old historic towns, they've tried to keep us a good bit of the cobblestone. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like a neat, neat town. Yeah. There, it, there's so much to do here. Um, I mean, we have things from like an aquarium to any type of restaurant you could think of. Uh, and it's art museums. Um, yeah, there's parks and you said it's a big foodie, a foodie town, right? Yeah. And I, I honestly didn't really know that when I first came to Baltimore, um, okay. when I first started college, uh, 2018, um, it wasn't really until I actually started working in the restaurant industry over the um, past summer that I kind of got to experience like the food life in Baltimore and how prominent that was. What are some of the main dishes that Baltimore serves? Yes. <laughs> what, uh, what, what are some of the main dishes Baltimore serves? Main dishes. Um, I would say there's a lot of like, <laughs> There's a lot of chicken sandwiches, I've noticed. Okay. There's a lot okay. of places with different chicken sandwiches, which is like, I don't know if that's a thing now also, but um, I mean, we also are known for, uh, since we're by the bay, there's crabs and everything has Old Bay on it and seafood and um, yeah. things like that, I would say. Yeah. You worked, uh, you were working service industry this last summer? Yeah, um, I currently work at uh, this restaurant called um, Bond House Kitchen. Um, I started there as just a support staff, kind of bussing tables. And then uh, I eventually now work as uh, the social media manager for them. Uh, so I manage their Instagram, take pictures and advertise and help make sure they bring in business. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I bartend on the weekends at a place here in Chicago uh working in service industry you learn so much what are some of the things that that you've learned or kind of uh didn't know before but now now you're kind of like aware of and it changes kind of how you operate um i would definitely say how i uh interact with people i'm pretty introverted um and then that as a photographer uh during the pandemic I usually, I used to do a lot of event coverage and I still do like real estate and stuff like that. But uh, the pandemic just straddled my business so much that I had to go find another source of income. And through that, working in this, uh, working in the service industry, um, 
I'd say there's a lot of like background things that you don't know, like the amount of prep that goes into a restaurant, what you don't see when you're eating, mm-hmm. um, having to order food and make sure everything's in stock and yeah, the behind the scenes of the experience of eating out is, was so much more complex than like I had ever thought to begin with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So you've been Baltimore for a little while now. What, what would you say? And you've experienced different neighborhoods and people. What, what do you think? Well, first, what, what are people of Baltimore called? Like, what do they call themselves? Um, I mean, I don't know if they really call themselves anything. I mean, you, I, there's Baltimoreans. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're but, Chicagoans over here. Yeah. Okay. I don't really hear that too often. I'd it's a say. little clumsy, I would say. Yeah. So what what do you think they care most about? Uh, the people of Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm not really one to be able to really speak on that since I'm not from Baltimore. Um, but I would say uh, one thing that from my time living here that I've noticed is uh, change and kind of the portrayal. Okay. Baltimore as a city because um, I mean you look on Google and 10 articles will say Baltimore is the dangerous most dangerous city in America and all the violence and things like that and while there are things that do occur in the city I would say it's not the holistic representation of Baltimore yeah uh, and I think that's one really big thing that uh a lot of people in Baltimore look for. Uh, It's just the representation of Baltimore as more than just a crime city. Yeah. Yeah, that's always... So then you said that... um, You said change, like change in the city. Yeah. What what exactly do you mean by that? Is that like the revitalization? I would say so. Um, There's a lot of old buildings and areas in Baltimore and Johns Hopkins is a major component in the city and uh, they own a lot of area and land uh, of the city. And um, I think just change in a way that brings communities together rather than uh, tearing them apart and pushing others out uh, is Mm -hmm. something that a lot is on the mind of people. Yeah, I could see that. Seems like that's a more of a it's a good trend in cities where you're taking like a, more buildings that aren't being used and artists are able to contribute to it and it opens up the space for all kinds of people to interact and build community. Um so I imagine yeah, Baltimore's right up there doing that. I yeah. I could could imagine, yeah. Um all right, what sounds sights and smells are recognizable in the city um definitely the smell of the chesapeake bay on a hazy day Uh, it has a very particular smell of (laughs) uh rot (laughs) (laughs) fish um that's more so when you're down by the water um sights and sounds also i would say the railroad um mm. i personally live by a couple train tracks and 
they run all throughout the city and hearing a train at some point is almost unavoidable, um, but not as unavoidable as our helicopters. Uh, helicopters? We have, we have two, one to two helicopters uh, that the Baltimore Police Department fly around our city to survey it, to survey the city almost 24 seven. Um, they spend thousands of dollars and if you're lucky at night, you might get spotlighted by one of the <laughs> really passing through. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked too much into it, but they literally spend tens of thousands of dollars to keep these helicopters in the air, um, looking over Baltimore as a way, I guess, in their eyes to deter crime. Huh. Um, so that's interesting. I've never yeah. heard that. You'll, uh, you can see them most times around every, sometimes at night you might get waken up by the helicopters flying around. Um, it's something that I would say exists, but maybe a sound that could one day not, <laughs> um, that that's, idea. Yeah. That sounds really disruptive. I would imagine. Yeah. It, it definitely gives the city like it's big brother watching over you essentially wow many aspects huh that but, is i didn't know that interesting yeah it's uh definitely <laughs> wow i did i would not think that interesting it's um okay so if someone had a few days to spend in Baltimore and the area, what would you recommend them doing? Well, I guess it would depend like what experience they wanted at Baltimore. <laughs> okay. That's makes sense. I, I would say some of my favorite areas to see are the um, Peabody library. Um, it's this historic oh. library in Baltimore that, the architecture inside is just absolutely incredible. Um, words can't really describe how incredible this library is, but they do visits and you can go in and see all the old original books from this collection. And um, you can even look at them in the library. You can't check them out, but yeah, they do yeah. allow uh, viewing of the books. Um, I would say from there, I would definitely spend the night out in uh, Fells Point there's a lot of restaurants and bars down there. Um, and then from there, I would probably maybe go to the aquarium if you're into that. It's a little expensive though. <laughs> People <laughs> love aquariums. They do. Um, we have a pretty large one right along the water and uh, it's pretty popular. I grew up going there. Uh, I didn't grow up in Baltimore. I grew up mostly in the Eastern panhandle of West Virginia, but we would always take field trips to Baltimore to the aquarium. And I have a lot of memories there throughout school. You got any like favorite uh, animals at the aquarium that you like? Um, they have sloths there. <laughs> what are they? They, they have sloths there. They're, they're at the aquarium. Wow. Yeah. They have a whole other animal exhibit and they have slots the, that's probably what i remember the most apart from you know like the sharks and things like that but. yeah <laughs> nice okay so we're going to the aquarium we got the peabody museum we're going out at fells point uh anything else 
Uh, probably visit Fort McHenry, Fort McHenry uh, where the Star Spangled Banner was conceived in the water <laughs> around it. Oh, wow. But that was, that's a really um, important battle site. And that's interesting to go to, in my opinion. Um, as well as I'd say, hmm, I don't know. I'd probably go, there's like different parks and things. Um, I'd probably go to, there's Patterson Park, which is pretty prominent. There's another park called Druid Hill that has a big man-made lake. Um, and then from there, there's the art museums, which I may be a little biased because I go to art school, but there's that. <laughs> How uh, many art museums are in Baltimore? There's a couple. Uh, as far as major museums, there's the Baltimore Museum of Art. Uh, okay. That's one of my favorite ones. It's kind of the more historic um, museums and then um, as well as the Walters Art Museum which is another major art museum that's in Baltimore but I mean there's so many museums in Baltimore um, there's an Edgar Allan Poe house and museum there's oh yeah the B&O Railroad Museum there's a Maryland Science Center um there's historic ships. Uh, Babe Ruth was born in Baltimore. Oh, really? There's the Babe Ruth birthplace and museum as well. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, there's almost, what, 300 years of history? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm someone who, like, who loves going to museums checking everything out so the baltimore museum of art that's probably like the fine art museum like all yeah. the old renaissance paintings stuff like that i would say so um moving from that museum to maybe the walters museum of art that's also got a lot of that old fine art but the museums in baltimore have really been pushing to add a lot more newer contemporary art and more representative okay. art which has been yeah changing the scene of the those museums lately which is great are there a lot of art galleries in baltimore oh, what was that sorry are there a lot of art galleries in baltimore yeah um there's a lot of different like hole in the wall areas as um there is the art school and uh, art in general is pretty prominent in baltimore so pretty much i can't even name one or all of them there's just there's many and yeah. walk down a street and find at least one or two um they're not like new york city where they're these refined art museums <laughs> they're more so older buildings that have been renovated enough to hold art in and have exhibitions and there's some there's some great spaces uh one i've been to a couple times it's called current space um and they host everything from like fashion shows to exhibitions, which is uh, always fun to go to. That's awesome. Uh, I want to switch a little bit over now to photography. All uh, right. You got you got some great photos. How, how did you originally get interested in photography? Man, um, 
I would say I, I was 12 years old. Uh, they have this program called the Student Ambassador Program. I don't know if you've heard of it or People to People Student Ambassador Program. Okay. Um, it's this program started by Dwight D. Eisenhower in order to bring students to other countries to create relationships and share culture and experiences. Okay. The uh, program recently ended, which I didn't know about. I oh, think really? 2015, I want to say. So it no longer exists, but at the time it did. And I was selected um, by through my teachers to be nominated to be a part of this ambassador program. Um, I had to fundraise money and I eventually got to go overseas for two weeks um, at 12 years old to England and um, Paris. And Whoa, yeah. <laughs> at 12 years old, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, was, just, it was an incredible experience. There's um, I think 20 of us and maybe a few more. And through that, I was given a point and shoot camera uh, to take pictures. And I was told to come back with lots of good pictures. And through that trip, taking pictures of all the things I saw, I got this passion for capturing images and moments in time. Wow. And from there, it kind of just grew. Uh, I went to a church at the time who did live stream services and things. And I kind of got brought up as a and mentored on how to use cameras and how to film and edit video. Um, so I have a lot of videography background, but I always had a stronger passion in photography. Uh, when I was 14, I uh, started my own photography business <laughs> and wow. my mom would take me to craft fairs. Uh, she sold Tupperware at the time. Okay. So she would let me make a couple prints and bring a table and go with her to these craft fairs and art and different art shows and set up at 14 and sell my prints of flowers and barns and things that wow. I was How did that go? You sell, you sell some copies there? Some prints? Uh, yeah. I, my first one I ever went to, I almost sold all the prints I had. Um, it was pretty incredible at the time I was, I look at it now and I look at the pictures I was selling and I'm like, why did anyone buy this? <laughs> but um, I would say through that, I learned a lot and I was able to get a camera and then I started doing photo shoots. And eventually when I moved to Maryland, I got into kind of the car community um, and I started photographing car shows, um, cars and car events um for a couple years so you've you've shot a lot of different things then yeah i i kind of shoot a little bit of everything uh, i always say the only thing i don't do is babies <laughs> okay uh, I, I don't take pictures of babies it's just not something i want to get into yeah um, but i've always had a passion just for photography in general and uh pretty much anything you can take a picture of I'm all for it. Um, so what led you to taking photos of abandoned places? So abandoned places, apart from all of that, has kind of been my obsession, I would say, for the past five years. Um, when I was 16, I moved to Maryland. Uh, my dad's in the military, so he transferred to a new base. So uh, we moved to Maryland, and I kind of started over 
Um, I had grown up pretty much my whole life in West Virginia, um, all the way and went to school all the way from kindergarten through um, my sophomore year of high school. So when I moved to Maryland, I only had two years of school left um, in high school before I would graduate. So I kind of was just looking for something to take pictures of. Uh, I always had an interest in old barns and things. So from Google searching, I had found this old asylum uh, not too far from where I lived. And I uh, reached out to a, a guy I met in school and was like, hey, do you want to go with me and take pictures? Like, I just moved here. So trying to make friends, yeah. we to this asylum and I immediately fell in love with decay and the stories and history left behind in these different places. Um, the first time we went, we only went in one of one building out of a 22 building complex. And okay. from there, we just kept going back and then realized there are more places like this and doing research and seeing the history and things I've just created this um, interest of mine in shooting abandoned places. Okay. So how do you find abandoned places? You said research. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, st it's kind of like you're on a treasure hunt. Um, I would put it, you start out on Google and you Google abandoned places in wherever you want to look for abandoned places. And uh, you can start out with the city a county, something's going to come up and you kind of just start out with that and you go, end up going down a rabbit hole into, oh, what else can I find? Oh, let me go on Google Maps. Let me zoom into the town and look for buildings that look old or closed. Um, so this is like Google, uh, Google Earth that you go into and look for yeah. abandoned? So, I mean, I start with just Google searching. I read a lot of news articles and things and and then beyond that, there's word of mouth. Um, there's a whole community of people who photograph abandoned places. They call it the urbex community. Um, and then from that, you can use people's YouTube videos that people post and TikToks and Facebook groups. There, it's just so much to it. Uh, finding an abandoned place is almost, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but you'd be surprised how much we have left behind um, as a society. And as we keep continuing to expand, we leave these incredible places behind along with their stories and history. Yeah, I follow the subreddit, uh, Urban Exploration on Reddit. And it's one of my favorites. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, I, I used to post on there pretty frequently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So um, how do you you get to these places mm -hmm. are you ever like what are you looking for anything or are you just walking around and whatever strikes you 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 like take a photo of like how walk me through like your mind as you get to a spot um i would say probably like my mind also i would say it depends on the spot Sometimes I know what I'm getting myself into. I have a methodical plan of how I'm going to get in, how I'm not going to get caught by anyone or seen, and how I'm going to go to this room, take this picture in the way that I envision it. But 
sometimes I don't know what I'm getting into. And I travel a lot with um, a good friend of mine named Todd and uh, him and I go to these places kind of blindsided. We're hoping it's something cool, but we don't, we may not know exactly. Um, I'm personally, when I'm looking to take an image, I'm looking for something that um, gives the building a sense of place. Um, I'm not really into the whole haunted spooky house, like gas masks and Mm -hmm. the kind of um, abandoned porn, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, I more like the um, history behind it, the architecture detail. Um, the objects that are left in a space and how I can capture an image that would convey that space as something that could be revitalized or that once had a life to it that was significant in my eyes (laughs) yeah these uh these photos you have are just like really eye-popping now are those color it seems like there's like like monochrome colors. I don't know if I'm using the right words, but like kind of um, not not bright. And then there'll be like an object or a wall that's just like a totally different color. Is that the editing or is that what is there? I mean, I would say, I mean, as far as editing goes, I try to make the place look as I see it. I definitely... Okay add a lot of light into the places because I want to show everything that's in it. Um, But as far as like color goes, there's a lot of colorful uh, paints used in the older um, hospitals and stuff, if that's what you're referring to. The state hospitals used to have these bright green, seafoam green painted. Yeah. And um, they don't really paint like that anymore. it's a lot of just white plain walls and yeah. <laughs> so of the, of the places you go, mm-hmm. so they're all abandoned. What do you find most of schools, hospitals, uh, cinemas in industrial like buildings? What's kind of um, like the, the breakdown? I would say it depends where I'm at. Uh, different cities are known for having more of different things. Uh, okay. Detroit, for example, is known for its abandoned schools. There's almost a hundred of them. It feels like you can park your car and walk so many abandoned schools. And the reason places like that have so many of a certain kind of abandoned places often is because of some type of um, push for a new start or a decline in industry or a decline for the need for these buildings. Um, State hospitals, asylums are kind of my favorite. Uh, So I I do find a lot of those, but um, I would say it just depends on the area that you're in. If you're in a more industrial heavy area, you're going to find a lot of industrial buildings and things that may be abandoned. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So why, oh, so why state hospitals? Why do you, why is that your favorite? Um, I feel like they have a really interesting history. We've come a long way in our development of mental health treatment and care. 
and uh, the things that are left behind. It's this entire complex system that no longer exists anymore. These buildings were supposed to be uh, monuments to mental health, which it ended up not being that way. Um, there's a lot of issues with funding and treatment and what people were admitted to these places. Uh, I just really have an interest in how much complex history there are to so many of these different buildings. Um, I would say that's my kind of gravitational pull to the, the state hospital. Yeah, so you could, the schools, like they look like classrooms, school rooms, right? And yeah. uh, even auditoriums. But yeah, the state hospitals, the instruments and the objects, it's, it's very striking, right? It's very different. Yeah, it's insane to think that, um, no pun intended, um, <laughs> crazy to think that these were the this was the equipment at the time and that's what we used on people to cure them whether that worked or not and we've just come such a far way in that sector of treatment um seeing the old places is almost jarring so what kind of so you're entering these abandoned spaces do you feel like you're the only one that has seen this for years? Or do you find that there seems to have been activity since it's been abandoned, like graffiti or other random objects that don't seem to belong? Like, what's um, that like? There, It just depends on the place. I mean, there's definitely places I've been to that I wouldn't say I'm the first one there, but maybe the first one to see or take a picture uh, there's other places that a lot of other people who also like to explore abandoned places have gone and maybe they moved a chair around. They made a little setup that kind of yeah. pulled their version of what they were trying to photograph. Um, and then I've been in places that have just been completely blown out, covered in graffiti. Maybe someone on YouTube with a lot of subscribers posted a video about it and it just kind of became a hot spot for um I would say not tourists, but people who have similar interests in abandoned the urbex, the urbex community. Yes. Um, people who like abandoned places, but maybe not to just photograph them. Do you do you have any favorite objects that you always like tend to look for? Um, I'm a that I like tend to like to capture or um, yeah, to capture. I'm a really big fan of medical lights, I, like surgical lights. I don't know why. Um, I just always see them and they're just, I just look at them and all and I'm just like, wow. It <laughs> <laughs> could be like the smallest medical light and I, I will still take a picture of it. They're um, some of my favorites. Uh, I've kind of gone through a rabbit hole of um, power plants recently too and turbine oh, and control rooms are also always really cool to see yeah these these photos are pretty stunning um the clock i like the clock that looks pretty cool thank you um how do these how do these places does it still happen like like today 
Like if, if a building closed like 20 years from now, will it look like one of these abandoned places or do they demolish them now? Or is like um, in the like history, where are we as far as what we do with buildings we don't use? I would say more so recently, we've been pushing to revitalize the buildings, also demolish oh, them. Okay, um, okay. But I've also seen cases where buildings that closed maybe three, four years ago have already become in a state of decay that's way beyond anything I would imagine. So oh, with wow. a short time of photographing places, I've been able to see buildings by me close and then become deteriorated over just a short period of time. So I, I mean, I would just say that it, it just also depends on the type of place it is, where it's located, and uh, the significance to the property that it sits on. Um, if it's some building in the middle of the mountains, it's probably going to stay that way for a really long time. But larger buildings like uh, this power plant by me that's along the water, um, as that closed, it was immediately a, a spot for some developer to buy, to tear down, to build apartments and restaurants and things like that huh how many states have you gone to to take photos what was that again sorry how many how many states have you traveled to to take photos take photos um i've done most of the east coast i haven't i haven't been to a desert yet is what i like to say oh, um, okay I've, I've seen everything the east coast has to offer um, I've been to Canada and, uh, as far as that, I'm hoping to change that this summer. Um, when I graduate, I, I plan on traveling a lot to actually see a desert and actually, um, expand more beyond just the East coast of the United States. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's next on the like photography itinerary? Do you then, are you taking abandoned, uh, abandoned place photos elsewhere around the United States and the world, or do you, are you doing a different subject or what's, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll always like photographing abandoned places. Uh, that's something that I've become interested in. And I don't really see that as something I might get tired of. Um, uh, I'm trying to travel. Let's see. I do have a couple places in mind um, that I would like to go to. Uh, there's Chernobyl. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely higher on my list of places. But also... That's like the holy grail of like yeah, urbex. It <laughs> and it's one place I've really wanted to go to for a long time, but just have never been able to. Um, we had a pandemic, and then I was also right. a lot younger. And yeah. just... The idea of going to Chernobyl or traveling to Europe to see all the abandoned chateaus and huge um, places that have been around longer than the United States, um, seeing that is something I've always been really interested in. But um, I recently started uh, riding a motorcycle and uh, I plan on going on a trip with my dad and little brother uh, this summer across the united states going out west yeah yeah 
Oh, man, it's it's going to be monumental for you. Yeah, they have this uh, huge bike um, meetup in Sturgis. Sturgis, yeah. I've yeah. I've been around the area. I went to Deadwood, okay. Rapid City, which is like right out there. I heard a lot about Sturgis. Yeah, so we plan on just making a trip out of it, going all the way through um, Arkansas and up through um, Yosemite and Yellowstone and just seeing all those places. So wow. I'm really excited. Um, I've never been out that way, so I don't really know what to expect, but it's going to be a trip, I would say. What's the farthest west you've been? Um, I've been to Texas once when okay. I was four. I would say that's the farthest west I've been. But, okay. uh, I mean, I've been to like St. Louis and all that, but that's more Midwest, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah. That's going to be cool. You're, uh, every, it's like every turn you make, it reveals something more gorgeous than what you saw before. Mm-hmm. Like the scenery and uh, yeah, that'll be a great trip. In Europe, do they, do they have, um, is there any difference in like the abandoned places like, do, do they do anything to, like, yeah, like, what's that scene like compared to the United States? Is it pretty much similar or is it different at all? Um, I would say from what I've, like, heard, I, I don't know because I haven't been yet, but um, as far as, like, vandalism goes, it's a lot less prominent. Uh, more people respect the place as it is. And uh, I think that's something that's a key difference between the United States and Europe. Also that the places that are abandoned over there are a lot older. Um, The places in the United States, while some have been maybe like abandoned since the seventies, you get a lot of places that are more modern and Mm -hmm. over there, things like that just don't exist from what I've been told or they do, but there's not too many of them. So I say I would say just the architecture and stuff over there. So it's going to be older, probably more ornate and uh, intricate. Definitely. Oh, that's interesting. So if someone were like starting off in photography, what what steps would you suggest to take just to like get get going or get going in a direction? I would say just to keep taking pictures. Your, your first, I was told your first 10,000 pictures that you, you think are good are your worst. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, going from that, I would say to just have fun. Um, people tend to take photography very seriously, but mm-hmm. if you just take it as for what it is and that you're just taking images that you like and of things that you find interesting or people and events, um, I feel like you can learn a lot from just experience and just going out there and doing it. Yeah. Going out and doing it is probably the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, switching over to like a few other different topics. Uh, music. What are your three, what are three musical artists in your like heavy rotation right now you're listening to? 
I've been thinking about that. I listen to a lot of different music. <laughs> That's what everybody says. It's so common because you have access to every everything. Yeah. So then what what are you like really listening to right now? Most recently would be Kanye West's new album, Donda, okay. <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about it right now. I'm still unpacking it. Um, there's a lot to it. That's a good word to use. Yeah. <laughs> unpacking um donda for all that it uh, claims to be uh-huh. <laughs> um and then i mean i i listen to a lot of the suicide boys um when i'm in the car and then moving from that i also um i don't know i i listen to a lot of alternative music I wouldn't say there isn't any specific artists. Uh, I really like the early 2000s and 90s alternative um, era. What are a couple of bands from that that time? Um, I would say you have like uh, Rage Against Machine. Uh, you have people like Linkin Park. Um, oh, yeah. Just those kind of those bands and groups like that. I've been kind of diving back into some older uh, groups like uh, Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace. Very cool. But what's what kind of music is Suicide Boys? Is it uh, like alternative rock as well? Uh, the Suicide Boys, I don't know how to, I don't know what they would actually be categorized as. It's kind of this newer, I'm going to actually look it up. I've never really thought they're considered hip hop. Okay. Um, but it's definitely more darker in tone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're different. <laughs> nice. There's a, uh, go ahead. I was going to say there, there's a couple different people who kind of have the similar style of them, but. Okay. Kind of their own genre and music almost. That's the best genre. Yeah. Your own genre. <laughs> uh, are there three, three people or things that have influenced your outlook on life the most, whether it's like uh, historical or famous people, books, uh, for photos, photography, films, anything like that? That was the other question I pondered <laughs> for a long time. There's so many people who have inspired me in many different ways and have taught me different things about life growing up. Um, as far as like specific people and notable objects and things, man. That, that was the one that, that like really stumped me. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the deep dive question. <laughs> it is a deep dive question. So now, yeah, now you can let it marinate a little bit. Yeah. Keep it, keep it on mind. Um, what's something you're curious about recently? I've been really curious about like drain systems drain Um, systems nice i've been i've i've started taking pictures of them a few years ago um and baltimore has a really complex drain 
system, drainage system. And there's these huge tunnels made of brick and stone from the early 1900s, late 1800s. And uh, I believe I posted one. Yeah. Yeah. You posted one. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've kind of been diving into that with a few friends of mine. Uh, We have an inflatable kayak and we will (laughs) kayak into these outfalls and see where the tunnels lead us to Um, a whole other community of people who do that. And um, that's something that's kind of just been interested, an interest of mine lately. Wow. So you're really going on some adventures. Yeah. (laughs) You live a very adventurous life. (laughs) I try to. I, I really don't like being home. I get really stir crazy. Yeah. And I like if I can be out doing something that I may have not done before or something that's going to give me a new life experience, I am all for it. And sometimes that's a really great way to live life. And sometimes that puts going out and having a great time over doing homework or something. Like <laughs> that. But <laughs> I yeah. would say it's all worth it in the end. Um, yeah. There hasn't been any of those times that I've regretted not doing something or the decisions I made to go have an adventure. The best life is one with, with few regrets or no regrets. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So then uh, you mentioned this trip coming up out West. Uh, is there anything else in the next two years you're excited about? I would say graduating from my school. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll be graduating with a BFA in photography. And uh, with that degree, seeing where it leads me to and what career I'm going to fall into as like a real, not a real photographer, but as an adult and getting a job and kind of the next stage in life is coming up for me. And uh, I'm really excited to see where it takes me and what lies ahead. I don't know what it would be. Um, I don't really have any specific tie downs, just kind of seeing where the road goes. <laughs> yeah, that's great to hear, man. Uh, well, you're, you're very talented and, and you're an awesome person. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been great. Uh, tell tell listeners and viewers where they can find you and your uh, photos. Um, you can find my photos on Instagram. Uh, my username is at Hall Chris. Uh, it's my name backwards. And then also on uh, my website, uh, www.hallchrisphotography.com. If you're trying to buy prints or one of my books or things like that, I have all that on there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks again. Have a, a great rest of your evening. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, check out his Instagram, at Hall Chris. It is awesome. In your own way, fill your day with exploration and adventure.